Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone and welcome back to Straight White Whale. My name is Darren Connell. This is episode 70 of the podcast. Thank you for joining us again. It means a lot. Thank you so much for the support. Before we start, I want to ask you a big favour. Please, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, can you give us a review? A five-star review on Spotify and if you've got some time, a worded review on Apple Podcasts would mean very much, so much to us. So thank you so much. And also a shout out to the sponsor, Michael Burns from Lamb Solutions Limited. Uh, his contact information will come up on the screen. Michael Burns is a tradesman that deals in basically anything that you need, mostly in your household. If you need kitchens, bathrooms, your pipe stuff uh, fixed or redone, um, get in touch with Michael Burns, give him a call, tell him that you listen to the podcast and he'll go and check out whatever you need to get done and he'll give you a discount as well. So just say Straight White Whale or Darren Cono or anything like that and he will sort you out. So thank you very much to Michael Burns for sponsoring the podcast. It means a lot. And um, we're not doing a guest this week because we've had some feedback for punters. Punters love having guests, but they also miss uh, me and Paul just having a chat as well. Oh, really? And I feel like me and Paul have not really had a chat in a while, uh -huh. even though that has been extra Patreon content. I feel like we'll go back to just having a, an episode um, between us. Just the two of us. We can make it if you try. You know, go that high. No, when I'm horny. <laughs> 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 How are you, Paul? I'm all right, mate. Are you Are you happy that it's just us? Aye. Yeah. Aye, fuck, I guess. I'm kidding on that shit. <laughs> no, the guests have been good, man. It's, it changes up, doesn't it? It does, it keeps it fresh. I mean, I cannot believe we're on episode 70. That's quite strange. You know, what a John there. Do you do, if, is there any other podcasts in here that you've done for longer than that? Mm, no, well, no, not in volume, let's just say that, right? But, um... But they're all shite. I fuck them. Maybe... Uh, there's been a couple that have been coming in here since before you came in here, but not with the consistency that you come in every week, maybe yeah. like once a fortnight. So I've worked on podcasts longer than I've worked on this, but this is the one that's had the most consistency. Well, essentially, it's your podcast as well. Of Obviously. Your co-host. Best buds. Yes. So I've not asked this in a wee while. How's your week been? Honestly, a whirlwind, mate. A fucking whirlwind. But, you know, um, 
all you can do is just move forward. I've actually had a couple of messages after people that listen to the podcast just saying, I've been listening to the podcast, been hearing you say that life's been tough and I hope you're all right, which I really appreciate. But obviously, you know, not going to go into any details of what the fuck's going on, but um, life's just life, mate. you just got to roll with it. No yeah. point in fucking dwelling on it or fucking trying to resist it and being like, oh, this is shite. I wish it was different. It's like, well, it's not, so get on with and i've got <clears throat> a business to run which to be honest like some mornings i wake up and i'm like ah, i wish i could take some time off if i had a job i'd probably be able to take some time off what, what maybe a week or two but at the same time i can out of here at the end of every day being like thank fuck i've got that place to go to, to go to work do you know what i mean because it yeah. takes your mind off things and then also the nature of the work being podcasting obviously this i'm really focused because i'm sitting i'm in a conversation with you but when other people are in, I've just been trying to listen to what they're saying, even though the not the majority. Some people come in and talk utter shite, but I've just <laughs> been trying to like focus on listening to them and sort of keep my head out of life and also try to fucking stay off my phone. Yeah. Because it's dead easy. for I've been finding the last couple of weeks, if I get a wee spare moment, I'm just picking my phone up and it's just totally distracting yourself for the shite that's going on, which it's the worst thing you could do because you need to just sort shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I hope you're all right, mate. And I know it's a personal thing, so you don't need to say anything over the podcast. But um, this is a, everybody keeps saying, like, I hope you're all right. I'm all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? See, when you go through shit, this is like saying this that I had a pure, like, obviously, no quite details, but I had a pure chat with my mom. Like, I went and seen my mom on Saturday, and I was just having a pure chat, and she was like, oh, see, because you got upset. And she's like, you're pure upset. You need to speak to somebody. And I was like, oh, Mum, so you consider, because she knows what's going on, so you consider what I'm going through, do you not think it's all right to be upset? And she was like, aye, well, now that I think about it, and I was like, see, because I'm upset, it doesn't mean to say that I'm not all right. I'm all right. I'm just upset about what's going on in my life. And she was like, right, I get it. But my mom's like, you know what I mean? And I was just like, ah. she was like, you need to go and speak to somebody. I wanted to turn and go, shut up. Yeah. Obviously, you're not going to say that to your mom, but they're like, people come and speak to me. I know I, I'm fine. And also... I do speak to somebody, I do go to therapy, I do have a therapist, so... Yeah. I think the old school family members are uh, quite comical when it comes to stuff like that. You know, my dad would be like, you never had depression when I was a boy. I'm like, all right, that's why everybody's dead. <laughs> oh, we used to just go down and fucking set a dog on a rabbit. <laughs> no, we we'd catch a rabbit and we'd skin it alive. <laughs> you would feel great. You just get home. You're like, okay, you didn't have depression, but I fuck knows what that's called. Fred West. <laughs> just wrap a towel up, run your horn, and just punch fuck out the wall. I <laughs> <laughs> totally, mate. Totally. And people, um, obviously, advice is appreciated as well, but I've discovered what unsolicited advice is recently. Right. Fucking hell, man. I've always experienced it from my whole life, but I've never really knew the term for it. Right. That is annoying, that shit, by the way. Of course it is, mate. You're like, fucking shut up, man, and let me have a bad day. Of course it is, mate. Especially that, mate. Life's full ups and downs, man. Like, life cannot be just a a road that's clear and smooth. Like, even... Aye, it's crazy, isn't it, man? Like, but on the unsolicited advice, it's because, I mean, I find... I try and not get annoyed because I know that people that give you unsolicited advice are really just trying to help. Like, you could take it badly and you could be like, they think they know better than me or they're trying to tell me how to live my life. But I think ultimately we've all got this wee, like, urge in us to help people. And sometimes it comes out like, oh, here's what you need today. But in the instance of my mom, I'm like, mum, fuck, like, um, this isn't like an, an ego thing or an arrogant thing. I'm way more emotionally intelligent than my mom and dad ever were in her full entire life. So when and also my mom checked out her life and my dad died. There's no, I'm not talking shit about my mom and my mom doesn't even have the internet. She would never ever hear this. You know what I mean? And like she doesn't know what a fucking podcast is. Like when I explained to her what I'm doing a podcast studio, I'm gonna start a podcast studio. She's like, is that a radio? Aye. And I was like, aye, but on the internet. And she was like. And I was like, but with videos, so like the Terry. And I'm like, aye, but on the internet, who watches it? And I'm just like, whoever wants to watch it, <laughs> yeah. 
It's free, you know what I mean? Like, so she's not got a clue. And I'm yeah, not talking it's Tom Jones her. in it. Ah, exactly. Pure Sarah Black. <laughs> <laughs> but when my dad passed away, mate, my mom just checked it. Yeah. And she's not checked back in. She's just stayed the same for the last almost 20 years. So there's a part of me that when she says, oh, you need to go and speak to somebody, I'm like biting my tongue, being like, that's fucking rich coming for you. Do you know what I mean? But that's just, again, that's just your ego getting upset at people trying to, she's trying to tell me what to do when she doesn't know what to, she doesn't know how to live her life herself. And it's like, that's not entirely true. You know what I mean? So I just sit there and just go, mum, I'm speaking to somebody and you don't need to worry about me. You don't yeah. need to worry about me. The other thing that's been really strange amongst friends and family is this sort of like hyper focus on suicide which people have been like and i and i appreciate it and i'm grateful for it but everybody's been like don't dare and strip it and i'm just like come on guys I, I speak to people that are thinking about doing stuff like that and i teach them through cbt how to think positively talk positively with yourself you can't do anything about if the thought comes up you know i could just end it yeah that you can't help they th they thoughts you know pop in and out your head every now and again but um i everybody's been like like one of my mates was like Ugh, i'm just gonna go for a run get out my head and he was like where are you going and i was like i'm just gonna jog run, down through kelvin grove i'll jog down to the hydro and then i'll i'll, I'll jog along the clyde and mate it was like my phone was blown up it was like four of my mates phoning me when i was out for my run like what the fuck's going on here no we were really worried for you because you were going down to the clyde and like for fuck's sake guys like there can be a balance, you know what I mean, of concern and trust. So I, I'm grateful that my mates are, are looking out for me, but there can be a bit, it can be overwhelming and yes. it can put, you know, like, make you feel like, do they really think I'm going to do something like that? Um, so, aye. But that was a bit of a, a rant on. No, a rant. That's what the podcast is here for, my boy. But tell me about your unsolicited advice that you noticed. Don't need to name names, but... Oh, just, you know, throughout my entire life, from childhood to, to you know, recently. I'm trying to carefully think here, so I don't... I mean, I'm the same, mate. The cunt's not got the internet, so why am I worried? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's my dad, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what's the worst piece of... Or what's the... the the one that you remember, and what's the worst piece of unsolicited advice that you've ever had? Um, right, this was not for my dad, but my best mate's granda died. Right. Right, and I was at the funeral, and uh, I couldn't go to the... I was at the funeral, but I couldn't go to the see the thing before the funeral. Like the wake or the is that the wake? You know how everybody goes up? into the church far to watch the coffin go in. Aye, like the night before or something Aye. like that. Uh -huh. I couldn't make that. Right. And I felt really hurt by that because I class the granddad as very close to me. Right. And it's one of my best mates. Uh huh. Like the guy was a father to him. Do you know what I mean? So I felt almost like i was missing a family member's situation yeah, right, okay. but my pal was like you can't make it it's totally cool so stupidly i told somebody that before i even i couldn't make it for a work situation and cause i'm self-employed i had to take it because i needed money mm -hmm. and uh <laughs> i said that to the person and uh, before i even got to the end of the sentence yeah i disagree with that i would have been there and just um like all oh, that shit like uh, you have to be there doesn't even matter and then you know you go through that whole process i like but my pal was saying it was all right uh -huh. my pal says it was all right you don't need to worry and then right at the end of it but that's just my advice you do what you want that's what it, when it be me i said i mean do what you want it's cool Aye, man. Fuck if you don't want to be for for watching to walk through the kingdom of heaven then don't be there it's all right if you want to let your pal down monumentally, it's all right. Don't be there, man. Just go to work. That's that, you do what you want. Aye, but it's hunters, uh, or like fake examples for shit, like analogies. Aye, so it's just like 
honestly, I've got like mad family members that are just like you're saying, uh, just say for instance, I can't make it to the stand on Friday because I've got the cold. Right, Henry Larson, right, came from Sweden to Scotland and he, you know his dad actually stayed in the barrage and you're just sitting there for like 40 minutes like Larson's dad stayed in the barrage. What? what? <laughs> What's that got to do with Friday at the stand? And then they're like, what's wrong with your face, man? Your face is stripping you. And you're like, all right. <laughs> oh, you want, me, want me to tell you the worst piece of unsolicited advice? Now, this this did come from my dad, so, and I suppose, I think you does your dad have a, a right to give you unsolicited advice? Did, I think they do. When you're a kid. Yeah. Not when but you're a, well. It can get annoying though, see when it's like a nervous tick to these cunts, you're like, shut up, it's every single conversation, so uh, anyway, sorry. No, like what you do get is projection, which is like, maybe your dad's no went to somebody's funeral, you know what I mean, and when he's been younger and he regrets it, so he pushes that onto you, don't do that, I would never do that when actually he's done it before, do you know what I mean, and so it's just like, you're a hypocrite, fuck you. But anyway, um... <laughs> My dad said to me one time, this is the worst advice, mate, that I've ever had in my life. <laughs> See, when you feel something, never show it to anybody. Wow. Because it'll, you'll, they'll, what was it he said to me? I'll tell you this, the circumstance of this as well, man. But he said, um, you just swallow it back because they'll, it was, it wasn't like, it wasn't these words, but it was like, they'll think less of you showing your emotion don't show your emotion especially a woman that is like the worst advice that anybody could ever be a saturday anybody. night live sketch that that is the worst possible advice ever do you not think so aye i'll t- do you want me to tell you about the circumstance was right fucking hell man this is like i'm opening up traumas here so i had a granny who didn't really like me when i was a wee boy because my dad's side of the family have all got red hair and my sister had red hair and she was the first born. So, and I had, I've got the, my mom's dark hair. So there was always like a wee thing with that. But then we used to go to hers on a Sunday to have Sunday lunch and I started playing football. So I used to get dropped half at football. Maybe my dad would stay. Maybe he wouldn't. Maybe like my mate's dad would take me, like just random shit. But my mom, my dad, and my sister would go to my granny's. They would have their lunch and then they'd come and pick me up and we would go. So I never really, I'd see her, like she'd come up to the house and stuff like that. But I wasn't like, and she took that personally. I was like, mate, I'm like fucking nine year old. So she never like really liked me. Loads of examples, fights between my mom and my granny, even my dad being like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, so I remember to give you an example was one birthday on my birthday my sister got bought my granny came up with a present for me which was a football that she had bought at the barras that when we tried to pump it up was actually burst and my sister got like a pure Toys R Us bag with like toys on it and then on her birthday I got fuck all so my mom was like ah, no 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 wait a minute what the fuck my mom and my dad had to have a word with my granny wow so that that type of scenario went on different things. I'm not going to any more scenarios, right? That birthday example, that happened across the board. Um, and when she died, I started to get like tunnel vision. So I would be sitting watching the TV and then the next minute the telly would be really small and I couldn't see anything in my peripheral vision. So I was having panic attacks as like a wee guy. And then Davy Cooper died. Remember the football player, Davy Cooper? Yes. I used to watch a TV, a Saturday TV show. Can't remember what it was called, but it was basically him and Jim Craig, who used to play for Celtic, was a Celtic coach, and they would teach you like wee drills. Go and practice this, and it was like every week. It was on like STV on a Saturday afternoon. David Cooper died just suddenly. It was like brain hemorrhage. I was while, a young guy. Uh huh. While they were filming that TV show, so they oh, had wow. after he died, they had one more episode to air, and then that was it. It ended. And at the end of the the TV show, they had like a whole. Is it what do they call it? An obituary to him where they played like a song and they showed like photos of him and video footage, mate. And it, I went, I just fucking burst out greeting, and that's when my dad was pure. Don't show people this, Paul. <laughs> he was pure, go to the toilet. So I went to the toilet, 
compose myself. I'm like 10. You know what I mean? This is like a year after, less than a year after my fucking granny died. Composed myself, went back out and swallowed it back and got on with me. I've done that my full fucking life. That's horrible, mate. It's shite, isn't it? That's horrible. I might fucking delete this. Wait, wait, 18 minutes. Uh, I wouldn't delete it. But no, that that is the worst piece. Welcome to Glasgow. But that is the worst piece (laughs) of advice that anybody's ever gave me because it's literally caused so much fucking shite in my life. Yeah. You just can't just be open with people. You just hide it all away. That's wild for your grand, though. An old woman. She had dementia. Ah, it's all right, yeah. She she had dementia. My my granddad died when, when my dad was 13. Like, she was... She was, it was just like an old school Glasgow woman, do you know what I mean? And like, it was a different time. I don't have any, like, I loved her. Yeah. I love spending time with her. I don't look back at it and think, fuck, man, she she really fucked me up. She never really, like, I didn't even really know what was going on. It's been in sort of retrospect. A yeah. couple of things upset me, like the thing with the busty present stuff like that. What the fuck's going on here? But just mainly confusion, but it get explained to me, like, like your granny's old, Mary's her favourite, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, right, whatever. Plus dementia can make people seem cruel as well. And she was going through dementia and nobody knew. Yeah. And and it all happened near the end of her life. It wasn't like she bullied me as like a kid or anything like yeah. that. She was she was lovely to me right up to a, a sort of point. But aye, that's the worst piece of advice that I've ever been given. That is insane, mate. That's horrific. Aye. That is literally the worst example that you could say to a child. Like it's like saying smoke cigarettes if you've got a cough or something. Like that's the generation that they fucking came for, wasn't it, man? Like <laughs> fucking hell. But see, when you consider it, mate, it's a man that never ever showed any emotion until it was like, unless it was anger, in which case he was openly he would openly show you. It, but the other side of it is, is that if it became overwhelming, so like uh, funerals, he would be like, he would you know, he'd break his heart. And then I like near the end, but mate, I never seen any sort of real, uh, like, genuine emotion at my dad other than just pure anger. Yeah. And see, to be honest, like I said, mate, that's advice that I took. I actually believed that until maybe about five or six years ago, where it was like you can't show your emotion to people. Like, it's not attractive. See, all like that type of stuff. Women won't be attracted to you if you're emotional. People think you're weak, and then you realise at some point. That's actually the strongest thing you can fucking do. It's like should be open and show people how you're feeling. Talk oh, about yeah. how you're feeling. That's how like see all that fucking like I mean I heard people talk about this yesterday and they're like we won't name him. I'll name him man. See all this piss that James English has been coming away with. Well, suicide is weak. Mental health issues and men just get up. You're weak now. It's like mate, you were at you were at the bottom at one point in time. Don't fucking forget that now that you're on your fucking high horse with your big podcast getting fucking Tommy Robinson on it. Like, fuck you, man. Get yeah. a grip yourself. Fair enough. Like... Until I'm in a mid, couldn't you? No, <laughs> your mate's better at than I'm into it. I mean, because I think, like, personally, if you keep that in, it cannot physically be good for you. No. Like, if you're sad or angry or it cannot be good for you. Hence why... People like us get to their 50 or 60 and their fucking heart explodes in their sleep. I'll share a funnier story about right, childhood let's, trauma. Right, <laughs> let's lift the mood. My dad used to be a football coach when he, when I was younger and um, he was quite successful and he was quite good and I used to train for his team. But obviously the way he operated, he, was, he set the bar too high. So no, no matter what I would do, it wouldn't be good enough. And I remember we were training in Springburn Academy one night and um, they were doing this circuit. So we were all lying around in a circle and we're backs. And he would be like, Davy, Stephen. And we'd all jump up and run, run and jump over the top of each other. So he did it to each person and it was just like a circuit of running. But he never did it with me. He did it with everybody else and I never get a shout out. So I get, I get emotional and I started greeting because he never picked me to do it mm-hmm. and it was like i don't know if it was on purpose or just because he's like i don't need to ask him because he's my son but i started like sobbing so there was a boy there called jamie that was really good at football mm-hmm. and instead because i didn't know what to tell my dad i was sad because he never picked us i said oh jamie's jamie's studs jamie's studs hit us 
And Jamie was like, ah, what? I was like, ah, no, it's cool, Jamie, it's cool. He studs hurt me. I was like sobbing, man. Pure Jamie, sobbing. Jamie studs hurt me. And my dad was like, ah, on you go then, go up. And I was like, ah, no, I don't need to do it. It was Jamie's studs. So I go up and I'd done the circuit, but I was like that. Ah! <laughs> like running, run, greeting. And then uh, we were walking at the gym hall when J- the boy Jamie was like, ah, I never fucking hit you with my studs. And I was like, ah, no, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Bottled them. I grabbed so I was like, like, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> so there we go. There's childhood trauma. So you want so, me to tell you about my week? Before you do, uh, somebody came up to me outside the stand and were like chatting away at me as happens every time there's an event obviously people love a podcast they come up and they chat with me um but i was saying to her what was darren like as a wee boy do you remember and she was like ah. <laughs> i don't take what you will for this because we didn't elaborate she just went exactly what you would think who was it well i say her name was uh, it michelle Red hair? Uh-huh. No way. Aye. <laughs> we'll get to the funny bunch in a minute, but I went to... In fact, we'll talk about the funny bunch. Fuck First it. of all. Funny bunch was enjoyable. It's the last for a wee while. Um, I've been going through insomnia, so I felt really rough as fuck, to be honest, but I thought it was good. It was enjoyable. Um, Did you enjoy it? I had a fucking great night, mate. Aye. Took my mind off things, laughed. I thought... Um, I thought we you think of that were fucking amazing, by the way. I've never, ever seen them. And Aye. it's weird because you get to see them, like, I've seen them on, like, clips of them doing their show. Um, and it's not the same as when you're actually there. Like, they're three really funny guys, do you know what I mean? And I don't know what it is about looking at the clip. I was thinking this, like, why do I, why have I watched it? No, it's obviously, like, the lyrics are funny to the songs, the songs are good, but I don't know, like, there was just something about being there and being like these guys are really fucking funny like really on the ball you could tell that they were just riffing off each other that there was bits that one they planned and they just went with it professionals eh mm-hmm. they've done very very well um i thought i mean you know not to upset anybody i thought the highlight of the night other than your comparing thank you my mate dave who came shout out to dave that came with me was pure darren's brilliant man oh that's when nice. we left and i was like ah, he's fucking class and, and then i Mark Black was fucking excellent as well. You tell Dave I was crippled with insomnia and I was still smoking cunts. Yeah, that joke at the start, mate, with the fag was fucking hilarious. <laughs> that was Michelle's fag. I had to tap her for that. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. Because um, every time I do a funny bunch, I try my best to do new material. So I just kind of thought of that in a coffee shop. And um, what about the Paul Weller fucking oh, prick? I about that, mate. Do you know what, did you hear what he said? No. So when you were talking about the COVID, and by the way, mate, I've never, I mean, I'm sure you know this, I'm no fucking saving you for any heart. That COVID conspiracy bit went down like a fucking lead balloon. I think about fucking 50 to 60% of the cunts in the room must be be COVID conspiracy theorists, man. So I was doing new material, right? And I was doing new material about conspiracy theorists covid conspiracy theorists and i was also doing material about beast hunters so yeah imagine it's a hit or a miss but the covid conspiracy stuff i was literally working it out on stage as i was like going along with it never had anything written down or anything like that so just explaining but i thought that i mean i was laughing and there were people laughing so it was you did well with the bit i just think it made people feel uncomfortable Yes. There was like a sort of eerie silence that went over, I would say, at least half of the room. Mm-hmm. But what he shouted out was, so he's messy, he went, you said, what was that? And he went, oh, she's just said to me, don't you say anything. So see when you were like, these are all fucking ball bags or whatever, if you, you know, like, I know people that have died of COVID or whatever, his missus must have hit his arm and went, don't you fucking shout out anything. So he's definitely been a pure fucking Facebook rabbit hole, like pure, do you know that? You're like, do you know that you're a fucking gimp, but you ripped a guy, man? I don't think it, mate, I think it took them a while to get rid of him. I think, aye. I heard somebody told his girlfriend was greeting. Oh no, you're kidding, So basically it was an old school mod, they looked like Paul Weller, and because I'm always trying new material, he said something like, 
Be funny then. Aye. Say something funny then. Aye. And then I done that. I ain't bother fucking Paul Weller. <laughs> and I seen the cunt soul leave his body. <laughs> <laughs> but aye, mate. I think, aye, I think, I think he kicked off at the door or something, man. There was like, because after about 10, 15 minutes after he got popped out, about four of the staff came back in. Yeah. So I don't know what happened out there. But see, to be honest, mate, his bird should leave him. Fuck it. I think that's probably what's happened. I quite liked that. I was like, I can't believe that cunt's got a bird and I'm standing here single. That ah, was hilarious, man. See if she's listening and she wants to come in and be a guest and tell us about her dramatic life with Paul Weller. Aye. She can come in. Because somebody told me it was because I was doing material about the Beast Hunters and how he was quite old and his girlfriend was young. So somebody said he, he looked like he was getting uncomfortable because he might, uh, I was calling him, maybe calling him a beast. Right. But I never knew it was COVID stuff. No, he, he said, she said, don't say it. So uh, he's definitely been pure, sitting in his underpants, pure, won't read this. And it's like fucking, it's been written in crayon. Ah, COVID fuck. isn't real. Uh, I must say, see, when I done him, see, with the Paul Weller stuff, uh, I was like, yes, man, I got a cum rush. Did you? Aye. I just fucking let him stay in, man. I don't think he, I, I don't think he would have been any more bother. See, after you nailed him, see if you'd have just went, listen, that's enough for you're going to... Power, mate. It's power. Do you like it? Aye. Drunk. Drunk, blackout, power, in the toilet, having a wank. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but it was a good funny bunch, and I just want Mark Black, hilarious, um, Chris Forbes, funny as fuck, and I enjoyed it. Last one for a bit. Last one for a bit, and then we'll probably get a new venue somewhere. Um, it was nice back on side were there as well, my therapist. Oh, really? Aye. So um, after it, <laughs> after it, I just joked. I was like, "Ah, I need to come back." And she's like, "Ah, you're fucked." But it was a joke. So when's your next session? Yeah, uh, in the night. <laughs> <laughs> I did earlier on the day. Aye, so thank you very much to everybody that came. There was some Patreon members that came and on. I sorted them out with guest tickets and all that. So thank you. And I went to see some stand-up last night as well. Oh, really? First time in a long time I've just went as a punter to to watch a stand-up show. I went to see Janie Godley. Oh, right. In Greenock. And I was quite sad, actually, man, see the response that she gets on social media, mate. People fucking hate her guts, by the way. Um, I mean, look, she's uh, she's going through it. Yes. That's the way I'm looking. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. You know, she's going through it big time. People should give her a break. But also, there have been times in the past where it's got out. She, she and people that she's thing mean with have got out of order on social media. I think, like, I... I, I think that's why she doesn't think me about it. See, like, you would maybe get, and, and respect to Jenny Godley for this, see, you would get people right now that were, you know, going through what could potentially be a terminal illness and they're getting abuse online would maybe, like, share that and be like, look, this cunt, this is out of order. I think that that's why she's staying quiet is because um, back in the, what would you say, the, the early days of the big social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, you know, um, She's gave it out, man. I know that. But that does not mean that people control her when she's sick, man. Yeah. Um, how was how was the show? Right, so I don't really know the full story with Janie. I know that she got into trouble for something and she don't she get a an advert for the Scottish government and it and it was like twelve grand. But she said something that got her into trouble. 
think it was somebody, I think people pulled a tweet about um, uh, somebody on X Factor who uh, was a, a woman of colour. All right, okay. And you know that saying where they're like, there's always a tweet. Well, there's always a fucking tweet, aren't there? Yeah. But it was a long time ago, mate. That's why I'm saying, like, you know, she also, years gone by, you know what I mean? I believe in a world that we can make amends and forgiveness. She gave that £12,000 to a charity. So, you know, I, f- I believe in forgiveness. So but I, I was there because I'm a stand-up comedian. She's a stand-up comedian. The both of us are Scottish. She's going through this horrible fucking cancer journey. And I just thought I would like to go and support a colleague. I know we're not really on the same circuit, but it was nice to go and watch her do stand-up comedy. And look, I'm no slagging Janie. I like Janie. I like Ashley. They can be a pain in the arse sometimes, just Uh, like I can be a pain in the arse. I know I can be a pain in the arse on social media. uh But you cannot take away from the fact that Janie Godley is funny as fuck. I remember I did a uh, a weekend wear at the Glee Comedy Club in Glasgow and she did a different 20 minutes on the Friday and the Saturday mate and she fucking blew the roof off the, the venue she's a killer mate I blew the fucking roof off and then last night she stormed it very emotional don't want to give too much away but she's had a really fucking horrible life mate like some horrible evil stuff has happened to her yes mate and that like I hurt people hurt people Aye. anybody that's out there abusing or and that's a hard pill for people to swallow mate because you know <clears throat> if you've been the victim of something it's hard for you to think compassionately about the person that's been the perpetrator but there's never i don't think there's ever been a person that's ever existed that's just been like a horrible bastard anytime you dig into the story you're just like oh yeah they've we've all been wins do you know what i mean and we've all been kind of innocent in one way and, and that innocence gets fucking trampled upon sometimes so I'll, I'll, i'm the same with you mate i believe in forgiveness mate and pulling up a tweet for fucking 10 whatever year ago does that mean that she's a bad person do you know what i mean and absolutely not i wasn't saying that earlier either just in case people like misunderstand or i was like it's just when people see the abuse that she gets online you're just like you know um, but I hope I hope she I hope this tour goes well. I hope that she fully recovers. I hope she comes back. You know what I mean? Stronger. Well, good she, to see. She smashed it last night, and I also get noticed. So that was good for my ego. Well, in the crowd, walking it. Aye, that was good. Highlight of the week. What was said? <laughs> I was a woman with her husband, and she was like, "Ah, Bobby, are you Bobby?" And I said, "Aye, I'm Bobby." And she done that. I loved the. You and Officer Sharon, and I gave them a cuddle. I was like, oh, I needed that, man. That was nice to get a cuddle. See the other day, mate? I wasn't going to say anything about this, but I was sitting just feeling sorry for myself. I went in and looked at the reviews for the podcast. Aye. <laughs> Genuinely <laughs> made myself feel better. Mate, there's nothing wrong with that. You have good days and bad days. It genuinely cheered me up, man. Heard a thing the other day that somebody said that listening to music can change your mood um within 13 seconds so i've been thinking about that and just like i'm a massive music fan mate i could tell you anything about anything up until the arctic monkeys and then i know fuck all mm-hmm. and it's because i think i gave up that wee bit and i'm just i am gonna get back into it good mate just listen to new music and stop being like oh it's all shit and it's all pointless get into new music maybe look at a gig i'll fucking go a gig with you mate that used Aye. to be my life. Remember, we've spoke about that. That mm. used to be my life before stand-up. We should go to Jabemi's gig. Bems. Yes. We'll play them on the pod. Playing SWG free. I think it's the 10th of March. Yes. Let me just check this out, man. Because we'll give him a shout-out. Big we'll Bems. Um, Aye, I'm going to actually get him on, try and get him on the podcast. We'll get him, mate. He's my, <laughs> my, my brer. I know we've slagged it for 70 fucking episodes, but you want to just go and do cold water therapy because the both of us are fucked. <laughs> Friday, Friday the 28th of April. Aye, aye, let's go. Uh, SWG3, Bems. Mate, see the other night? I drove up to Luss and sat on the pier 
at like midnight. Pitch black, man. It was fucking amazing. Stunning place, Santa. I couldn't see it. <laughs> Literally <laughs> in pitch black, just at the edge of the pier, could just hear the water, just looking at the stars, was just like fucking hell. So I, man, I could have just jumped in the water, man. Just no, no like that. You know what I mean? And just because it was fucking freezing. Aye. But I just sat there and just in nature, just like. Let's go for a drive one day. I'll give you petrol money. Go up to the car park in the sky. Go Aye. dogging. Proper full blown sixty nine in each other. <laughs> <laughs> I was up last night. I had got a bread meets bread delivered. Which, by the way, I was looking at my bank statement, this Uber Eats thing. It's stopped already, I know, but I'm just reiterating it to myself so that I condition myself. I need to stop with the fucking takeaways. I'd bought a bread meets bread. I'd, I'd finished in here at 10 o'clock. I'd ordered a, ordered a bread meets bread, a burger and chips. Met it at the door when I went across the road. Sat and ate the chips was just like, I don't want to fucking eat, man. And then was just like, do you know what? <laughs> You've got to fucking laugh at, at fuck it this. Like, oh, fuck it, man. I'm just going to... Just going to go for a drive. Put my bread meats, put my burger into the bag, sat in the passenger seat, went up to us, sat on the pier for an hour, put a jacket down, just lay there. I was actually like, I could fucking sleep here, man. I could just have a sleeping bag and just go to sleep, man. I'm so tired, do you know what I mean? Just looking at the stars, and then went back to the motor <laughs> and drove up to the car park in the sky in Paisley. Have you ever been up the car park in the sky? Aye, but it's no for years. It's fucking amazing. I mean, the views are amazing. And, eh... Uh, <laughs> was literally like munching like munching into this bread meat bread and like turned around and looked and there was literally like a guy and woman in a BMW like cuddling in their motor and the two of them were just like looking at me as I was just sitting on my own at like one in the morning with like burger oil in my face <laughs> they're probably jealous that guy's living the life or he's going to kill us with a hammer. <laughs> I should have took the hammer with me. Aye. Aye, we should, mate, we should, because I, I, we could go for a fucking drive, mate. I'm Aye. a good driver. Good, mate. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, look, everybody goes through shit, doesn't it? Nothing is permanent. I've started back. I, I, I wasn't going to share this, but I thought, fuck it, it's, it's my life, isn't it? It's my podcast. Yep. People are listening for this reason, I suppose. Listen to hear you talk, mate. I'm very, very quick to shout at the mountaintop when I'm having a good day and to tell people when when life is well and I've got things to brag about and stuff. I think everybody's like that. Or you, a wee Instagram photo when it's all about positivity. But when you're feeling stressed or sad or anything like that, you go fucking quiet. Mm -hmm. So basically, I kind of touched on it a couple of weeks ago with Donna Boyd. I've started back another fellowship. Really? Uh, the, was it food that you'd said? Yeah. Right. O Overeaters Anonymous. So, basically COVID mm. blew everything up. You alright? Aye. COVID fucked everything with the fellowship and Overeaters Anonymous has just started back. How do they then Zoom? Zoom me, aye, but like, it fucked it. And uh, I started back about four weeks ago, and I feel better. I feel better. Aye. And a lot of people, I don't even know why I'm sharing this. I don't know if I'm sharing too much, but a lot of people think, oh, Overeaters Anonymous is like, is it fat people? It's no fat people. It's bulimia. It's anorexia. It's over-exercising. It's all that stuff. Fasting, diet pills, weight loss jags. Uh, so I've went back and I feel a lot better. But it's fucking hard, man. The meetings are hard, aren't they, mate? It's hard, mate. It's draining, man. But you need that, don't you? You feel like it drains you for like a short period of time, but then it gives you energy out the other side of it, man. See, so when you just sit and you listen to other people's stories and you realise, oh, for fuck's sake... I'm not alone with us. Yeah. It's not just me. I'm no broken. I'm no fucked up. Do you know what I mean? It's like, we're all... Mate, I reckon that... Let's let's define before I say this. Mental health, like a mental health disorder, like a diagnosis, like schizophrenia and stuff, I'm not talking about that, right? See, like mental health issues, I reckon we all have it. There was a guy in here the other day. 
and he was like, I've never had a mental health problem in all my life. And I was just sitting here and I wanted to just go bullshit, man. You're, you're lying to yourself. I don't know a single fucking person out there that hasn't had a, a, a mental struggle at one point in their life. And for somebody to say that is like, you're in utter denial. He was saying, I've never felt anxious. It's just like, that's just no true, man. Yeah. Everybody has felt this. Check the, check the daily record in five years and he'll be in the front page, mate. Machine gun fucking Cullen or something. <laughs> or, you know, my, my main concern was is that because I was thinking, wait, is this guy, and I think I looked up his Instagram, it's like his last birthday, was 25. And I'm like, you just don't know, mate. You just, when I was 25, I'd have been like that. I've never had a fucking mental health problem. But all the while I had bullied people, you know what I mean? And cheated on girlfriends, lost friends, lo didn't speak to family members. It's like, you, you definitely, every single person that I know, it's just, and I think that like, the fellowship and stuff like that, it does, it connects you to something. Yeah. I think, and I'm trying my best, because I don't do this, mate. Like, see, sitting in front of a camera and talking to you, and I know people are listening. It's hard for me. Like, every part of my soul was saying, don't come here, don't speak, just go to the cinema and don't talk to cunts. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to, I'm trying to own my, 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 my the shadow. I'm trying to own it. Like the thing that I'm ashamed of. Mm -hmm. Like I want to talk about it. So when it's a problem, it's no, I want to get away from it. So I, I, f I felt it a couple of weeks ago when I was doing a gig and I've not felt like this for a long time, mate. Like it can start off with feeling too fat, which is normal. I think a normal thing for people to think, oh, I'm a bit chubby, I'm too fat. And then it starts to go into you're ugly. And then it gets mental. You're too ugly to go on stage. You're too fat. And then when I'm in a gig, I'm at the funny bunch and I'm like, I'm the fattest cunt in this room. And too then, fat for what, but? You're saying I'm too fat. And you're saying, you said they're like, I'm too fat and that's a normal thing for people to think. But too fat for what? I, d I don't know. It's just... Uh, I would say that, like, and I've said this to you before, Dan, you are an average guy. I don't mean that as a negative because yeah. I'm an average guy as well. Like, we both fit into the bracket of average. Normal. And, and another Aye. word for that is just what you just said, Dermot, normal. Aye. Like, I, I know that. I would say if I walked down the street, I'm not going to be turning heads by people saying that that's a massive fat cunt. I know that I'm normal. I know that I'm a 34 in the waist. I'm an XL in a T-shirt. I know that that is very normal. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to get a spatula out and start counting body percent fat i know that i'm overweight and stuff i know that i know the truth mm -hmm. but when it's like insomnia stress <clears throat> a bad day it's like this fucking goblin demon in my head and it was weird because it is like you're too so instead of being nervous being at a gig for performing i'm no it's not about performing i'm nervous because i think i'm too fat How you look? i'm too ugly and it's such a weird feeling. So that's why I went back to the meetings because um, it helps me with that. It helps me with that stuff because I know, I know that it's not true, but it doesn't mean that I'm I'm still walking down the street and I've got white noise. I fucking you're no good enough. You're ugly. It's such a weird. It's so hard to try uh, and explain out loud. Ah, you know, I, mate, I get it. It's it's all that I know I know what you're saying. It's that negative voice that just exists in your head that torments you. Yeah. Aye. It's so hard, I, don't, mate. I don't know if it's body dysmorphia. I don't know. I mean, I know it's not as bad as what it used to be, because I know I've joked about my birthmark. I couldn't fucking do that years ago. I used to have a fat lip to the point that I thought I was fucking deformed. So I'm better. Uh -huh. I know it's better, mm -hmm. but the it's kind of returned back and I'm like, fuck, I never thought I would have got that back, man. And see, the sad thing is I can look at it and I'm like, nobody's ever called me fat. Well, people have called me fat, but they're cunts. Aye, but that's like, uh, you get early memories of that. Aye, projection. Well, then, not even just projection or like try to like 
rationalise, but that's why you have that. That so there's a difference between a negative thought in your head and a self-defeating belief. Yeah. So a self-defeating belief comes up as a negative thought in your head, but actually it's not a thought; it's a belief. It's what you believe about yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's usually given to you as some sort of like shit sandwich by surprise, surprise, a caregiver or a parent when you're young, and it really goes in. And it really, and mate, I have been at one point in my life 25 stone, I have been at one point in my life 11 stone. And I'll tell you, I never felt good, great in either of them. So I think that you could start by realizing that even if you do lose the weight, that ha- that feeling that that gives you only lasts so long and yeah. then you need something else and then you need something else. What you could actually work towards, and this isn't advice, this is just like, you know, suppose it is advice. <laughs> I'm giving you unsolicited advice. Work towards actually just loving yourself a wee bit. Yeah. One of the best things that you can ever do, see when you're struggling with your, your heat, right? And whether or no, this isn't advice, this is just me talking. So whether or no you do this or no is up to you, mate, because it's your life. You live your life the way that you want. And I respect you that you know what you're doing with your life. See, when you're walking down the street and you've got that sort of feeling, other, and what I mean by that is, is that if you've got an idea in your head, like, I'm ugly, what would you say to your pal that looked the exact same as what you would? And they were like, Darren, I'm just so ugly. Honestly, I would say no, you're not. No. There you go. Just constantly remind yourself that. What would I say to my best mate? What would I say to somebody that I love? I'd be like, why do you think, oh, I don't think like that, man. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I, that's what I want to say to you. Like, fuck's sake, my best pal's bird sat next to me in the stand fucking a month ago and went, he's got a gorgeous face. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And, and that's somebody that does not know you, does not know I'm telling you that. We'd probably be like, why did you tell him that? It's like, you know what I mean? And yeah. she was just like, he's got a gorgeous face, doesn't he? We were going up the road and I was like, let's look at Robbie Williams. And she was like, no, 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 because I think she hates <laughs> Robbie Williams a wee bit. She was like, no, 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 he looks like somebody else, he looks like somebody else. But I mean, I did literally like, see if you can start to think about what would I say to somebody that I care about? Yeah. And then you can start saying that to yourself. That's where it starts, mate. And then it takes a while for it to go in and sink into your fucking, you know what I mean? And like, see the the Aye. stuff that I'm going through right now? There, there have been moments where I've been like, I'm a real piece of shit. But if if it was my best mate, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. So I tell myself every time I'm like, I'm a bad person, I'm, I'm this, I'm that, I'm like, shut the fuck up. You'll know. Mate, your thoughts are just what piss in the wind mate they come and they go yeah the best thing as well that the sort of buddhist principles and the meditative principles are just sort of looking at it and just going like that's interesting i wonder why i'm thinking like that because then you're instead of what would the analogy be here and instead of sticking your face in the pie and covering your fucking face in it when it and you can't you know what i mean you're eating it and you're digesting it and you're like, why am I thinking like that? Who's told me that in the past? Where does that come from? I appreciate you saying that, mate. Um, it's quite an uncomfortable subject for me. Oh, I, mean, I can I, see I it's can, upsetting for you, mate. Yeah. I can talk same, about mate. booze and drugs and all that stuff, but that that is like, I almost feel like really exposed talking mm-hmm. about that stuff. And that's kind that your friend would say that as well. That means a lot. But, I, I caught myself, I don't even know why I'm sharing this, right? But I've got meal replacement shakes in my fridge that I've had there since I've been in the fridge. And see, because they're like cement, they don't go out of date mm-hmm. for fucking nine years or something. Right. So they're there and I never drink them, but they're there. It's like a comfort blanket. And I found myself in almost like a black, because I used to have a problem with vitamins as well, by the way. I know it's fucking weird, but see, any before I had sobriety i used to take like 30 oh Oh, that's all right mate i'm a fanny you all right i man. no mate you're not fanny at all mate (sighs) i'd have lumped my throat earlier on i was on the edge of fucking bursting at greeting so don't don't call yourself a fanny mate but my dad's fucking stupid chat i used to take like 30 vitamins a day Mm mm-hmm and no even read 
the box or anything. It was just going to Tesco or Asda, get the cheapest vitamin there and just take it because I thought it would make me feel better. Uh-huh. So the other night I was in the flat and I had these meal replacement shakes out and I found myself in almost like a blackout. Like that's it's 200 calories a shake. So if I have that amount of calories a day, it will be 1,500 if I take that amount of vitamins. And I was like, fuck, I feel like I'm 24 again. I uh, spiral in a wee bit. Phone some country OA and I just went to a meeting and I'm I'm getting into happy it. So there we go. It was good to get that off my chest. I mean. Next week I'll be like, ah, rock DJ. <laughs> <laughs> no, but well done, mate. Because that, mate, like I was saying earlier, man, that takes some amount of courage. Like you see, you don't want to fucking talk about these things. You don't want to be like, do you know what I mean? And I think that when you get really upset there, you were like, before I was in recovery, and I would just be careful that you don't feel like you're out of your recovery, do you know what I mean, and then back into addiction. Yeah. Which, you know, I don't, I, I would just be careful with that because it's, uh, you don't want to end up like, drinking and all that again, do you know what I mean? No, no, and you know, I'm only talking about this because I want to own it, mm. but see when I'm thinking I'm too fat, I'm too ugly, I'm thinking all that shit, then the thought of drinking is in my head mm-hmm. as well. It's in the background, but it's there. Of course. Especially when you were talking about Guinness, you can't. My boys are like, ah, well, well, I found somewhere in Glasgow that does the zero. <laughs> so we could go for a pint. You can get a pint of zero and I'll get a normal pint of Guinness. My testicles are like, ah, rump, 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 get some Guinness. Oh, mate. You'll be like, pure. So uh, Darren started this podcast and uh, <laughs> two years later he ended up taking crack again. <laughs> We're I, in a crack house. He smokes crack and he drinks meal replacement shakes. <laughs> That's all he does, but I'm glad that I, I got that off my chest, mate. Um, how long have we done? 55, 5, 10 minutes left. Crack on with the ghost hunt. We'll do the ghost hunt editing for the Patreon episodes. I've got really nothing much else to say. I'm going for a sauna and a steam room tonight. Um, quickly, can I recommend a film? Absolutely. It, considering what we were talking about, it might be a wee bit too... No, that's all right. Um, right, where is it? It's called After Sun, and it's from a Scottish director called Charlotte Wells, and it's got an Irish actor in it called... Paul Mescal that plays a Scottish dude. I've heard the Paul Mescal before. His Scottish accent is fucking unbelievable, Aye. by the way. Like, I thought, see, when you watch shit, you're like, I, I could be an actor. I could do that. See this cunt Scottish accent? I'm like, holy fuck. He sounds like he's for Penny Lee. And he's, <laughs> if you Google him, he's like Irish, right. proper Irish. Uh-huh. So it's, it's it's quite it's a very sad, powerful story. Charlotte Wells wrote it and she's directed it and it's slightly based on her life about how her dad took her on holiday when they were younger and her dad's a 34-year-old guy that's suicidal. Mm-hmm. And probably not a good fucking film to watch when you feel like a fat, lonely, miserable bastard. But so, so powerful so beautiful so different as well like you can't compare it to anything you can't say that's like that film this i mean what the fuck do i know about films right but charlotte wells remember the name because she's going to be special and that was a film that i watched you know stupidly i was like oh watch a film make myself feel good see after it Mm -hmm. i was like (laughs) <laughs> I was like holy I was like ah, just looking at the flare like oh no but that's what films are all about isn't it absolutely mate 10 so, out of 10 sometimes when you're sad watching a sad movie I don't know man you feel uh, less lonely or I yeah. I, I remember you ever seen the movie High Fidelity who's the guy again John Cusack yes have you seen it yes so um, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on this podcast but that's one of my favourite movies all the time and I think it's because I worked in Virgin Megastore it's about guys that work in a music show there's a lot of parallels but I went through a breakup um, I think when I was 19 
Um, and the woman was like 30 and she crushed my wee innocent bird so <laughs> <laughs> by using me but um i i mean i watched that so many times during that it's a movie about breakups um it's he goes he has a major breakup and he goes back through all these breakups and goes and asks them why it failed and realizes that it's always been his fault and i fucking i get obsessed with that movie when i was going through a breakup so there must be something quite comforting and you know like art imitating life and you feeling like that guy you know i'm going through a bit like that and fuck man you can come out the other side yeah it's uh, i i for me i believe that films can be a medicine like a medicine mm-hmm. i've u- i've used movies as a crutch through my entire life maybe in a bad way in a good way like to escape reality and stuff but that's why if you look at my letterboxd watch list it's like viewed four thousand <laughs> films <laughs> but aye so what was your recommendation after sun after sun where were people able to find that though you'll get it on amazon prime right okay you either get it through a deal or you can buy it for like two quid or something right and mine was high fidelity high fidelity i'm actually going to watch that again because it's been years great cast jack black Catherine zeta jones john cusack jack black is a wee funky dude that works in the shop aye Aye. that's right but it's an adaptation nick Holmby is a londoner so he wrote it about his music shop that he owned in london in the 80s and it get and john cusack actually adapted it himself i did not know that so he re, he him and a writer like adapted it to chicago early 2000s wow i didn't know that no fucking hell man that's a i'll be uh intermittent internet movie database and that later on reading up the facts no too right man class nick Holmby's books are brilliant mate He's nick Holmby. Holmby. Like, no like it's i don't know how you say it is it hornby like the fucking the train to so like skeletric but trains yes Holmby trains or whatever i think it's Holmby or something like that but He's got one called Fever Pitch, which is like about Arsenal. Everything's autobiographical, so I um brilliant books. Fever Pitch is an amazing movie made in the early nineties. Colin Firth, Mark, who's the guy that's in the Sherlock Holmes movie? Mark. Oh I can't remember. There is an oracle of um Uh, uh, the internet as you said is it Mark Stamp or something like that his name is let me just have a look here. I can't even... um, what was the movie I was saying now Fever, uh, Fever Pitch, Pitch. Aye, Fever Pitch is about his love for um, 1997 it was made fucking hell man just Holy looks fuck. like the 80s um, Mark Strong um, aye Mark Strong Colin Firth it's a movie about his love for uh, Arsenal, the football player, and how it jeopardizes his relationship with his girlfriend and stuff like that. And then High Fidelity is about his love for music and how all his relationships have all broke down and he's got an album for them all and stuff like that. Mate, it's fucking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I'll watch High Fidelity tonight. Well, that's my film recommendation and that's Paul's film recommendation. Um, you want to just call it at that? What we call this one? I know, mate. Darren and Paul are sad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, man, but we need to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Something funny, hopefully. Aye, fuck knows. Just the fucking number of the Samaritans. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> fuck. Oh, mate. Listen, man, I've laughed, so it's been good, man. I've enjoyed awesome. it. I don't really have anything else to say. Thank you very much for the support, everybody. And um, this will be out as, as soon as possible. If you're a regular listener, you can sign up to the Patreon for £5 a month. You can get access to the Orin Moore show and other benefits as well. Um, you can even just sign up for a month if you want, then cancel it. Um, it goes towards supporting us. And thank you very much. Have you got anything else to say? Probably? If they do sign up for a month and then they cancel it, then I'm tracking IP addresses and <laughs> <laughs> turning up at doors, sitting with my bread meat spread. Hi, <laughs> moan for a drive up lost with me and Paul. <laughs> thank you very much, everybody, and see you next week.
Right, dead up. Ah! Did you hear that crack there? Aye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.